0: How's it going, everyone? Welcome to the very first episode of When a Nerd Starts Over podcast. Um, my name is Dan, and uh, I currently am on a different podcast called No Ordinary Nerd. And I decided to start this new podcast just because there are things that I want to talk about that I probably wouldn't necessarily talk about on that um, podcast, which that podcast, No Ordinary Nerd deals with a lot of mental anxiety and nerd culture and healing and just diving deep into nerd culture and uh, learning more about ourselves um, in the process. But this is mainly a podcast about my experience and other people's experience when it comes to starting over, um, as in divorce or any type of relationship. Um, And it's actually very, very complicated, um, but I'm sure we'll get into that. I will have guests that will share experiences of what it's like to be divorced in different times in their life, um, whether they were younger, they got married at a young age, or, you know, waited a long time to get married. Um, but I think everyone's experience is different, and it's interesting, and the more we know about it, um, the more we will cherish our relationships that we may be in now. Um, sometimes it will be lighthearted. And we'll joke around a lot, and sometimes this podcast will be deep, and it will be emotional, but I think it's part of the healing process. So if you ever want to talk about your own situation or your own experiences, please don't hesitate to contact me um, at whenanerdstartsover at gmail.com. Maybe you can get on the show and discuss it. We can discuss it together. It's up to you. We can talk about whatever you want. Now before we get started, I just wanted to actually go over some stats, like quick stats. I know you always hear the same, you know, people say that, gosh, you know, the divorce rate just climbs and climbs and climbs like every year. It's like more people are falling out of love everywhere. And I looked it up because I'm curious. I mean, like really, what is the stat? I'm like, what, is that a true stat, if anything? And I found that the divorce rate is actually decreasing. It's actually fallen the last like three years. So, you have a decrease in divorces the last three years, but last year you actually had an increase in marriages. So more people are getting married than than getting you know compared to the the divorce rate, which is interesting. I would have never known um, that. So um, and maybe people are waiting later. Who knows? Who knows why 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 that happens? But just for fun stuff, I was curious. Uh, the the state with the highest divorce rate is Washington, which is weird. Like, what is it in Washington that is causing people to want to get divorced more? I mean, uh, is there a ban on, like, romantic movies or, or what? what? What happened there? But um, the state with the lowest divorce rate was Hawaii, which was interesting, too. Um, now, marriage rates are extremely high in the conservative states, like Utah and Alaska, but the state with the lowest marriage rate was Rhode Island, like, I don't think, when I think of Rhode Island, I don't see it as, like, the place to go to get your freak on, you know what I'm saying, like, is is that, like, is that something I don't know, like, Hey, you know, the club scene and party scene is crazy in Rhode Island. Uh that uh, I don't, I don't ever want to get married. I'm moving to Rhode Island or you know like is is Tinder based in Rhode Island? Is dot com based in Rhode Island? I don't know, but I thought that was weird. Like what about Rhode Island? You don't want to get married? Shit, move to Rhode Island. Okay? But um that's just interesting. But yeah, I mean no matter, we joke around, and we're going to joke around a lot on this podcast. Because, um, I mean, you know, when it comes to, to, to matters of love and, and divorce, I mean, it's serious, and there's always casualties. No matter if it's a, a crappy relationship, like you guys can't even stand to be next to each other, you guys are sleeping in different rooms, you can't even talk, you just like look at each other and you, and you sigh, like, gosh, I don't, I, I, don't, I don't know why I'm with you. Even in those kind of relationships, when someone finally says we cannot be together anymore and files for divorce, it's still sad. There's still casualties in that type of relationship. I mean, look at the friends. The friends that you've been friends with probably since you guys were married, even maybe before that. It's like a funeral. You're no longer going to be friends with them. I mean, I it's 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 sad. What about families? What if you're close? People make jokes about... Oh I never wanna be around my in laws. Oh crap, here come the in laws. What about the relationships where you love your in laws? That's over too. You know, um it's sad and even worse if you have kids. How how does that affect them? You know, I grew up in a in, in a broken home. My parents divorced but and they tried really hard um to make it work. Um but when it did happen, uh It affected me when I was in high school and it affected, you know, my sibling, you know, my sister, you know, uh, in high school also, even though we understood it more because we were older, it still affected us and it still affects us today. It doesn't matter how old your child is, it's going to affect them. Like my daughter, she's eight right now and she doesn't understand the idea that my dad is not going to live with my mom anymore, my my. You know, my parents—they've been sleeping in different rooms for, for forever, and now they don't want to. They're not going to be living together anymore. They don't understand that. You might—my know, my daughter doesn't understand it. She's never asked me about that. Um, but I've had that discussion with her. But it had to be at a very, very, in a, a very general, like you know, statement. Like you know, I'm sorry, baby, but me and your mother—we just can't be together. We just can't. I can't explain it because you might not understand it. But we can't be together. It's not that we don't love you, we love you with all our hearts, but we just can't. You know, and, and that's and that's I had to leave it at that. And I think we have to use that cliche that our parents probably told us. You won't understand until you get older um, why that happened. But now I call this this particular podcast when a nerd starts over, it's because I'm a nerd. I consider myself to be a nerd. Now I think the idea of nerd has changed. You know, you're not, you know, you're not like, you know, when I was young, if you were called a nerd, you're like, you know, it was like an insult. Um people made fun of you, they called you nerd. I mean, there was a movie in the 80s called Revenge of the Nerds and, you know, uh, it was a, it was bad. It was a, it was just like you looked at nerds or and you were like outcasted or whatever, but that's totally different now. We live in a society now where where nerds are cool. Um, <clears throat> like, you know, it's it's just totally different now. I mean, look at video games and look at superhero movies and comics and how big they are now. That's all nerd culture. That's all nerd stuff. Um, it's not considered like, you know, geeky or nerdy or like, oh, I don't want to be around. Everyone is into that. So I just think it's totally different. But I consider myself to be a nerd. Um now, did I see myself divorced at this age of 38? Probably not. I mean, I didn't see that, you know. I mean, I, I wanted to, to fall in love and, you know, hold hands to the sunset like every other person does, you know, and, and you think that you, you stay together forever, you know. I was raised on romantic movies. I loved stories of two people, meeting and it was by chance and it was fate and all of a sudden they fall in love i mean movies like the notebook or you know uh it could happen to you with like nicholas cage or you know only you with marissa tomei and robert dine jr all that stuff about like magical you know feelings that come out of nowhere and like oh my gosh i, I think i'm in love with you i think we should be together we belong together we're soulmates yeah. that like that's what i wanted you know, um, but sometimes that doesn't happen that way. You know, we we don't get that happy ending at the moment, but it's not the ending yet. That's not what happens, and um, it's sad. No matter what, again, I mean, no matter what relationship you're, your marriage could have been the greatest marriage in the world, where you know everything was perfect, but something happened, and it's. Terribly sad for everybody. But you could be in a marriage where both people were like cheating on each other or whatever. Even though it was the best thing to do probably for that marriage to get divorced because it was toxic. There's still casualties. There's still people who are left on the side. And it still feels like a funeral. So. Now I'm divorced. I'm 38. And the moment that I looked into the mirror and I saw... A 38-year-old divorced guy staring back at him that was probably one of the most like humble experiences I've ever felt there's you you look into the mirror and you're thinking like I don't want to go date again I'm not the guy to be like at the club you know like on a weekday like hey what's up yeah I'm divorced I got a kid hey I'm a catch you know I wasn't that guy. Um, even when I was single, I didn't like doing that. I mean, I wasn't the guy to party. Um, you know, I consider myself to be more of a home person. You know, I love video games. Like, I need video game time. Like, video games were literally my first girlfriend, which is sad. I mean, like, I spent time with that thing all the time. You know, your, your video games never cheat on you or whatever. I mean, it was like, that was like my first real love and it's grown with me and I'll go into why they're so important to me later in later podcasts but um it's hard since I didn't do that clubbing stuff when I was younger I mean what makes me think I'm going to be that now I'm not gonna go on match.com or eHarmony or Farmers Only or whatever and put up a profile and talk about you know i mean what my profile even look like can you imagine like my profile on there you know hey i love romantic movies but i play video games like three hours a day and i don't really like to go out i like to stay home yay call me um i mean i doubt there'd be women racing to get with that guy you know so that's That's an incredibly humbling experience. It's like, how do you explain that? I'm also like a huge baseball fan. And so if I have these obsessions with video games, which I need to spend like three hours a day on every day, to baseball, and if you know baseball, they play every day. If I watch a baseball game, that's three hours a day. So it's like my time is gone and I'm like obsessed with those things. How much time do I have to give into a relationship, is that fair to that person that I want to be with, that I need to play this, I need to watch this, and then I'll have time, I mean, probably, it's not fair, honestly, so, I'm not that, like, and that's why, it's, it's, it's scary, it's like, I'm that guy, and then if I have to go, and if I were to date someone, um, and enter the dating game, um... I mean, how do you explain that to somebody? I mean, am I going to hide that, who I am? Am I going to hide that, you know, that I play a lot of video games and I consider myself a big nerd and like, um, I, you know, I need to do this and you, I'm sorry, you're going to have to deal with it. I mean, I can't, but that'd be, that would be, I wouldn't be true to myself. might make the female happy. It wouldn't make me happy. So, I mean, what am I sacrificing? Um, it's, it's just a weird, weird situation, um. And not only, you know, am I am I divorced, but I have a child. So now I'm a single parent trying to raise help raise a a young lady to, you know, who is now having to experience and understand what divorce is. So it's and that's a, that's a hard thing to do too. You know, like what happens when she gets older and she has these questions about love And she has these questions about women things that I have no clue about. I mean, I have no hair. I I have no hair. I haven't had hair on my head since I was 24. And she comes up to me asking me, Dad, can you put my hair in a braid? I have no freaking clue how to do that. I mean, like, how am I supposed to do that? You know, thank God for YouTube and like all those things because I would have no clue how to do that stuff. Honestly, I still don't know. I have no clue. The times I've tried, she, she was in tears because it hurt because I was like pulling her, or combing her hair wrong or something. So I'm not going to do that again. When it comes to hair things, you don't go to me. Just, you know, you're going to have to figure that out on your own. But what happens when it's love? Like when she's a teenager and she's trying to ask me questions about like, how do I know it's love? And how do you know it's love, dad? You're divorced. I mean, how do I explain that? You know, how do I explain that? Um, well, maybe it's just, you you just you just you just get married and you just hope for the best right I mean because the stat is we gave we talked stats we talked about how many people got married, how many people get divorced, but after all that statistics still show that you really still only have a fifty percent chance if you're married for it to even last I mean fifty percent that's you don't want those chances with anything. I mean, it's, you know, so how do I explain that? How do I explain love to someone like that? I mean, when we were younger, when we were kids, we were teenagers or in high school, we thought we knew what love was. I know you had, right? I'm sure if you were listening to this, you there was a point in your life where you're like, oh, I love him so much or I love her so much. We walked to class together. um I... I couldn't open my locker in high school and he knew how to do it and oh that means he loves me. We all had those weird little things where we thought that was how that was the feeling of love. But that you get the rude awakening and that's not what love is. And some of us now we still don't really know what love is. I mean I'm sure you have friends who are still searching for what love is. It doesn't matter how old you are, you could be 15, 20, 40, 50, 60 years old. Sixty years old on your fourth divorce. I mean, do you really know what love is? Can you really say that you know what love is? Probably not. Right? I mean, it's such a weird word to have to try and define. And people get married for different reasons. That's what makes it even more complicated. Divorce is more complicated because people get married for different reasons. Some people get married because they're alone. Not necessarily because they're in love with a person, but just because they don't want to die alone, some people get some people get married because maybe they they had a kid really early and they're like, hey, you know, we had a kid, we have to get married. I mean, that's what you know, parents are saying you gotta get married. Sometimes that happens, and you just kind of have to <coughs> hope that you fall into love <coughs> after you get married. You know, I mean, that happens. You know, um, some people sadly they get married for money, stability they 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 need that or and you know and sometimes people really are in love so it's just the whole idea is is complicated now i was married for for 9 years and it's scary because you think about what your life will be after that when you realize that you were with that person for how many years even when you were just dating before the marriage and having to realize, I'm really alone now. Like, you make that decision to leave, there really isn't any turning back. Because, well, how, how, how how do you go back from that, you know? Um, and I made that decision, you know? And, there are different reasons why people do, to decide to get divorced. It's just like the same reason why people decide to get married. It's very, very complicated, but there's nothing you can change. It's still painful no matter what. Now, is love possible after all that? Yes, of course, it is. But there's just a lot of healing that has to happen sometimes. Sometimes it can be fast, sometimes it can be slow. It's just such a complicated thing. And that's the reason why I started this podcast, because... Just to talk about that. Talk about what life is like having to start over and trying to navigate your way through the way the world is now when it comes to like being with someone and starting anew. And how is that? How is it that you get into a new relationship and you talk about your baggage and what happened and now you got to try to make it work? Not only do you have your baggage, but you have the other person's baggage too. You know, when you're young and you get in relationships, you don't have much baggage. I mean, really, what are you worried about when you're that young? I remember in high school, I didn't want to go to school some days because I ran out of hairspray. Like, I would literally be in tears, crying to my mom, saying, I'm out of hairspray, I'm out of gel, I can't fix my hair, I don't look the way I want to look, I can't go to school. I mean, that was a big deal to me, which is, like, really, really sad, um... we didn't have baggage you know we didn't have relationships that bogged us down and now we have to explain why we are who we are but now now that we're older we have a lot of experience behind us a lot of like things that came in our lives that have affected us and that's going to have to come out that's going to have to be discussed You take that and then you add the other person's baggage and now you got this big ass like freaking room of baggage that you have to explain to hope it all fits and works together. I mean, the odds are against you. But the one thing I've learned in all of this is that no matter what relationship you're in or whatever you're in, it is always important to look at your own self-worth, your own inventory of you your feelings your personality and your heart like you know what you bring to the table you know what you are like as a person no one knows you better than you so you can look in the mirror and say hey i'm funny hey i'm smart this is what i believe in this is what i love this is what i can offer to a different person um and this is the baggage that i have You knowing that and your own self-worth is going to help you in your relationship. You're going to see that person or whoever if you're dating again or whatever you're doing and you're going to see, this is how they are. This is how I fit in with them because I have this in my inventory. My self-worth tells me that this is going to work out. That's always important. It's always important to be not conceited or cocky, but to know that you're awesome too and that person is lucky to have you too that's always important if you're in a relationship where you feel that man i don't deserve that person they're too good for me like why is that person with me that's not gonna work because you don't have the self-worth you don't have that inventory of what you have to offer um You should never feel like that. That's not a healthy relationship. And if that person keeps telling you that, hey, I'm a catch, like, yo, this is who I am, and you're lucky to have me, because I could have had this person and that person, that is not for you. I mean, we've all been in that relationship. We've all dated up before and thought like, man, I don't know. And then you try harder To try to reach that level, that's just not healthy, man. That that just it doesn't work. So, one thing I've learned, and I'm hoping that if you do listen to this, and you are dating, or you are divorced, or you are in love, whatever, whatever, or you're just a nerd like me, that you realize your own self worth. That you take an inventory of who you are and what you bring to the table, and realize. That you are a catch. That you are awesome. You might not be perfect. Because no one's perfect. But there's someone out there that's perfect for you. So, um, over time, we will get deeper into like my own like relationship. Relationships I've had in the past. And I would really love if you would jump in and talk to me about it. Because we can talk about it together. We can heal together. Love is possible again after all this stuff. Even for a nerd like me. So, this podcast, I'm really excited about because we're going to talk about love. We're going to talk about dating, like starting over again. We're talk, we're going to talk about being a single parent and trying to figure it out and parenting techniques. And we're going to talk about finding love again. And we're going to talk about nerd stuff because that's what I love to do. We talk a lot about nerd stuff on my other podcast that I help co-host, No a Nerd, but this one will be a different kind of thing. So more about the stuff that I like to talk about. So... Um, if you want to talk about it, anything regarding those things, parenting, being single and dating, being divorced and having a date, and your experiences like that, or even just nerd stuff, um, contact me. please do not hesitate to contact me because I think that we can have a great discussion. Contact me at the email when a nerd starts over at gmail.com or on WordPress, you can contact me that way because there's a blog on there, When a Nerd Starts Over, there also. So again, When a Nerd Starts Over at gmail.com. And thank you for listening. And please don't forget to subscribe on iTunes. And we will talk again next week. I think next week, we're going to dive deeper into love and like what it's like to start over again and my own experience with that. So again, thank you. This is Dan and uh, thank you for listening. Have a good week.